0: To encourage those people who uh, might go out and do the, trying to do the survey, knocking on doors kind of thing. While I was hearing that story, it reminded me the church planting organization I'm part of. There was a guy named Chris who was helping plant a church up in Stourbridge and he decided to do the door-to-door thing. And he went up to one door and knocked and basically asked something like, you know, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus and the response was I don't need Jesus I'm a Methodist so anyway good luck I appreciate what you guys are doing Um, the scripture passage which has nothing to do with that is Romans chapter 5 verses 12 to 19 Romans 5 12 to 19 and I'll read through it do your best to pay attention it is Paul So it can be a little bit heavy at times. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because all sinned, to be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of the one, the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. Nice thing about reading Paul at the start of a sermon is everything you say from then on makes lots more sense. It's good stuff in there, but we're going to pull a few key points out that will hopefully leave you encouraged. Um, now, I don't know everyone in this room, even those people who have come from St. Andrews. Some of you have only known me as a face at the front. There's other people I'm just getting to know. Um, so I want to start by telling you something about me that you would not guess based on how I look and based on my accent. And that is that I was born in the heart of Africa right on the equator. Last week, Johnny talked to us about how God created a beautiful world in the Garden of Eden. And where I grew up looked a lot like that. I grew up next to this massive river and the sun would set over it and you'd have these beautiful reflections. The wind would blow through the palm trees. We'd have grapefruit and bananas and oranges and things like that growing wild. The parrots would fly heads singing or yelling actually, if you're honest, but at twilight Um, and and the country I lived in was incredibly blessed as well with natural resources. Things like copper and uranium and cobalt, everything, the, the country just had so much going for it until you added people. It was actually a quite sad place from a people perspective. The president was a military dictator incredibly oppressive. Um, Corruption was rife among the military and the police. All the money went to the people with power and everyone else was left destitute. So most of the people who lived around me suffered from malnutrition, poverty, lack of access to medicine, not having access to education. And personally, just to make it very close to home for me. I grew up living my entire childhood with a packed suitcase because you never knew when the next revolution would come and you'd have to flee for your life. So I grew up seeing a lot of things that made me sad, that made me frightened, and at times made me angry. Now, how about you? Right now, your life seems pretty happy, doesn't it? I love this. I'm talking about poverty and malnutrition and all I'm getting is smiles. You're an awful audience. I hope this isn't being recorded because that's really not going to make sense. Anyway, so how about you? As, As you've lived your life, you've probably hit some things that have bothered you too. It might have been somebody who you love has died might have been a friend's gotten cancer may have been there was some relationship that's broken down might have been you were bullied might have been you abused you might have an addiction the list goes on and on we all go through life in a sense with a case packed full of painful memories I'm going to be quiet for just a a minute and give you a chance to think of a few of those that are in your suitcase. Sadly, you don't live on this world very long before you realize that our world is not that slide. Broken! Last week we heard about how God made a perfect creation. He created this Garden of Eden that didn't have pain, it didn't have death, it didn't have suffering, it didn't have fear. So how did we get to this? What happened? Who broke it? Let's look back at our scripture reading first let's look at the bad news Romans chapter 5 verse 12 therefore just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin and in this way death came to all people because all sinned Paul then goes off and talks about something for a long time so we're going to stop there it's not just the world that's broken, humanity's broken too. You know the story of Adam and Eve, this is where this goes back to. So I'll do a really quick visual review for you. Okay, have the snake come with the fruit, apple gets the bad press, we don't know if it was an apple, thank you. Eve says, good looking fruit, takes a bite, shares it with Adam, he says, great, good looking fruit too this tastes nice and as a result they're thrown out of the Garden of Eden because that was the only only rule God gave them do whatever you want don't eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and sure enough they disobeyed God they broke that only rule and that was the beginning of everything since then Everyone has sinned. Like the verse said a moment ago. Death came to all people because all sinned. Everyone has sinned since then. Everyone now lives their life storing up pain and the sins in their suitcase. No one has been perfect since Adam and Eve. Ever. Except... For this one guy which brings us to the good news the mess we live in may have started with Adam but something even better has started with Jesus looking at verse 15 out of our scripture passage but the gift is not like the trespass for if the many died by the trespass of the one man that's Adam how much more did God's grace And the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many. Then jumping to verse 19. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, Adam, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, Jesus, the many will be made righteous. So to make it real simple, our problem is we had a perfect world and then Adam and Eve came along, opened the door to evil, and people have been carrying around their sin and pain cases ever since. Our solution? Jesus has changed everything. He's promised No end of visual aids at St. Mary and St. George's. This is why when he says sign up for, you know, gift aid and stuff, it's worth your money. Look at this one visual aid. You're about to get a second one. Jesus has promised to open the door. Good, it's staying open. Closed in the first service. Jesus has promised to open a new door of blessings into our individual lives right now. But before that, I'll come back to that, he's promised that one day he's going to open the door to a place, that will be like Eden again, a place where we'll be back with him. Johnny talked last week about how God walked with people in the garden, there was no separation. It'll be a place where there's no sin, there'll be no death, there will be no pain, nothing is broken and nothing will ever break again that's a pretty good door to have open but he's promised more than that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior he is going to take away your case that's full of sin and pain and he's going to replace it with a new case and this case as you walk through life with him He's going to fill this up with new joys and with love and with peace and he's going to take away the pain and the suffering. And as you walk along and that's happening with you, do you know what happens? That affects the people who you're having contact with. He's not just fixing your brokenness. He can start using you to fix the brokenness of people around you. And he's going to keep filling up your new joy case until it overflows. I can't lie to you, the world is a broken place now. It still is. But don't settle for just that. Not when Jesus is offering you So much more. Of course, in real time, it's quite a long gap between Adam and Eve and Jesus. And that's why we're going through the series, as has been mentioned, to see how the things connect. We're going to do that little whipple whistle stop tour see a few of the highlights so that by the time we get to Easter and we see Jesus's victory we'll understand how all those pieces fit together let's pray Lord Jesus thank you so much that you didn't leave us stuck in brokenness and sin and pain and death But you came down out of a perfect heaven to our broken world to fix us. Thank you that everything that held us in slavery, whatever were our sins, whatever our addictions, whatever were our problems, you have the power to break and destroy and you have the power to fix those things and replace it with wonderful things and you're doing that in our lives thank you for that continue to do that through the power of your holy spirit we ask and help us to have that overflow out of our lives to those people around us so they can have the same blessings of knowing you lord have that be one of the things that happens through this church plant that will be encouraged more and more to go down the streets and meet people and actually be the witnesses that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is the stage where you break into your little discussion groups and talk. I'm supposed to say this bit. Yes, I am. Good. Okay. Um, You get a choice this week. You get a choice of one of these three things you can talk about. You can either talk about, that's per each person you can pick. You can share something broken in the world that really bothers you. Or you can share a way you've recently experienced humanity's brokenness. For example, perhaps you tried to cut me off on the motorway. You would have experienced mankind's brokenness. Or explain a way that Jesus has fixed part of your own brokenness, which in my case does not include driving yet. Um, But pick one of those and discuss it within your group.